0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Don Plus, and you are watching Verse TV. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share.
1: This is week 109. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week 109 of All the Tea on Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my good friend, Don Plus. Say hi to everybody, Don
0: Plus. What's going on, everybody? Aaron, how are you?
1: I am wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. So let's get to these questions. And for those who might not yet know, Don Plus is an amazing vocalist, writer, just all of that. Check out his stuff, D-O-N, with the plus symbol. And we're going to get into why it's that name as well. But first question that we have for you, for our audience who may not yet know, where are you from? And what do you love most about your origin story?
0: So um, I'm originally from South Carolina, a small town, no more than 10,000 people, if that. <laughs> um, ended up moving to New Jersey. Uh, that's where I ended up working after college. I also went there to go to school um and I think my origin story just really is about evolution like everything about who I am is about evolution it's it's almost about like being on the extremes of things um going from the north to the south uh going from education to entertainment um just like all my experiences have just been very polarizing and I've just evolved and learned so much through that and so you, you see that in how I you know present myself on stage, how I present myself to people, and also how I present my music.
1: Nice. All right. And how has your origin influenced your work, your path that led you up to New Jersey and et cetera?
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like there are certain things about being born in the South that you just carry with you, um, respect. And that's not, you know, respect for, you know, the CEO, but we're talking about people that you don't know we're talking about the, the person who serves you your food, just this overall ideal of respect. Um, it's something that I always carry with me in any room or space that I walk into. Um, I always was told that it's that respect that will get you further than anything else. So definitely, you know, that has played a part in my journey um being inquisitive and not you know taking things for what they are that's something that i definitely learned from my family um my family is a family of intellectuals they have tons of questions and want all the answers and you know i've taken that and applied that to, to my craft and even to the things that i'm not so great at um and then i think the lesson thing would be just being humble um you know, being from a small town, you don't have much room to be, have a big head. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I keep that same mentality uh, regardless of where I go. And it's definitely, you know, afforded me many opportunities, it's established many great friendships, um, just because I always remembered that I started out like not knowing anything or not having any experience in, in this music industry. Um, and, you know, when you remember that and you, you know, go into a space with that in your brain, people notice that um and they accept that people really love the idea of like oh you're here to learn you understand like where you come from and who you are and so um people are attracted to that And so like i I think being humble is definitely something from back home that i've like embodied and carried with me through this journey
1: nice now speaking of back home and also you mentioned your family and their intellectual inquisitive nature Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It sounds like you probably have some Gem- Gemini's in-, in that family, don't you?
0: Um, Actually, I'm the only Gemini. <laughs> yes.
1: Gemini, okay, when?
0: Yes, May 22nd, May 22nd.
1: All right, happy birthday. Yes, June. Thank man. you. Go, Gemini's, we rule.
0: We oh, do, we do. <laughs> yes,
1: all right, yes. So, again, speaking of the family part, in previous generations, where are
0: your family roots? Oh, um, oddly enough, my like I can, it's weird. The church that my uh, ancestors used to go to as slaves and as free slaves um is in the town that I grew up in. So like it's, we're deeply rooted uh in, in the town of Mount Corner. Um, South Carolina, I would even go as far as like Burton County in in South Carolina, like my whole family is from there. Um, that, you know, even churches that my grandfather had preached at, like, there's like a legacy of our family, like being, uh, you know, a part of those churches and, and pushing just like that, our family legacy of like just spirituality being important. Um, and like all those other things that ain't being important. Um, so a lot my origins, like when I tell you, like we're deep rooted <laughs> in the South, like everybody's from there, um, born and raised. I would say that um, a lot of the newer generation, we've kind of like spread out a lot more. Um, I've been in New Jersey and now I'm in D.C. My sister's currently in Japan. Um, I have cousins who, you know, are Illinois. So like we, the younger generation has like taken all the gems of being at home <laughs> for so long. And saying like, "Hey, the world should experience what our family has to get." We kind of like spread out and sow our seeds elsewhere.
1: All right, for that perspective on it, saying the world needs to experience us. Now we need to experience the world. That part. But the world needs to experience us. I hear you, Mr. Mira says. To- <laughs> yes. Okay. Now we're gonna get into the music. That's what we're all here for, right? All My right. favorite part. <laughs> okay so and i i said and this this is how i feel you have a unique and amazing singing voice that is dynamic and from you go from the deep baritone to a powerful mid-range chesty belt to a light and airy head tone high notes okay and There are also parts of your voice that remind Aaron Mack of Case Woodard, known mononymously as Case. All right, I see a thumbs up. You you, you know, I, I know that's right. How long have you been singing? And also, and I think you mentioned this a little earlier, but fellow HBCU matriculator, Aaron Mack must ask, did you study music in school?
0: So I started, so the first time I've ever been on the stage, I was five years old, as part of a school called the Mini Singers. And I just knew that that was just the only thing I ever wanted to do in my life. Um, kind of deviated away from it, you know, to go to school and stuff. I ended up going to the Claflin university, the number one ACCU in South Carolina. Um, and if you want more numbers, we're in the top 10 of all HBCUs in the country. They'll come for us. Um, <laughs> but um, while at when I actually did not study music. Granted, all my friends were part of the music program. Um, I, I really, really honed in on writing. Writing has always been a passion of mine. Uh, not just music, but plays, memoirs, poetry. Um, growing up, that was some, because I, I deviated from singing. It was like, well, the next best thing is, like, writing. I can, It can be private. I can still get it out. Um, and so that's what I went to school for. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it at the time. Um, but there's just a power that comes with knowing how to use words. Um, you can control people's thoughts. You can control people's feelings. You can implant uh, a, an idea. Um, and so I always found power in words. And so that's what I majored in when I was a class. Nice
1: right okay very cool yep and who are your top female and male musical influences
0: female alia is number one female inspiration for me um her style um the way like songs were written for her her delivery on the songs. um she's like my muse i would say next artist that's a female that I'm totally enamored with. She's actually new, um, Normani. Um, I think that she has mastered what it means to be in a group. She's taking the time out to understand her voice. Um, and she's just a total package. It's, it's a different package, but it's such a total package. Um, I'm gonna switch over to the guys, Donnell Jones and Tevin Campbell. Those two men I can sit and listen. Matter of fact, I have sat and listened to them all day. And when I think about where I want my voice to go, when I, when I think about um, just like their ability, Kevin Campbell specifically, his ability to be a, a male vocalist, but do the things that and had the agility of a female vocalist drives me insane. Um, to me, he's a female, he's a male Whitney Houston. Like, he, him and Whitney Houston can sit in the studio together and they would just have fun just doing run for no reason. Um, Donnell Jones is like just a key stake when I think about the ability to write, but also encompass a, I would say like the the genre of male RB at that time, like he had like you can have a he could have a record that sounds like a genuine record. He could have had a record that sounds like a Kevin Capital record. He could have a record that's a Stevie Wonder record and redo it. And it becomes his own. Um, and so, like, I think he's someone in r and that people don't give enough credit.
1: And, you know, he's a fellow Gemini.
0: And he's a fellow Gemini.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. All right. So, the next question. Now, with Q Review, you gave a fantastic explanation of the depth of your name Don Plus, can you give our Verse TV family a sip of all the tea on the origin of your name Don Plus?
0: You might need a big tea glass, but I got you. Uh, so do you Don, <laughs> so Don actually comes from my middle name. Um, I had a, a, a different stage name before. It was too. It was just. It wasn't it um so I I took my middle name I chopped it and so that's where Don comes from the plus is really just a signal of like there, like you can't limit like there's so many things that I want to do um and there's so many things especially in the realm of writing that I'm good at that I never want to be pigeonholed to like oh Don is just a, a singer and a songwriter it's like no you're gonna get this album and I'm gonna sing and you're gonna get you know some rap on there, and you're gonna get a poetry book, and you're gonna get a script for this uh for this sh- uh, show, and you're gonna get like I'm always writing, and so anytime you hear the Don Plus name, I never want anyone to be like, well, I don't know what he's doing. It's like you do know what I'm doing because the plus is there. You know I can do everything. So Don Plus.
1: No, that's right. Did you say a poetry book?
0: I, I'm working. I'm working on a poetry book. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> So uh, are you going to release it just in conjunction on a timeline with the album or, or with a single or, you know what? No, shut up, I, I'm not asking
0: <laughs> Okay, my bad, all right. So- I had an answer for you. <laughs> oh, well, go ahead. I mean, so the way I, music is always gonna be incorporated in anything that I do. Um, I do want to come out with a poetry book that is, that has a soundtrack with it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what that, uh, again, right now I'm only in the writing stages of the poetry book. It's something I've been writing, like it has poems from when I was eight years old in this book. Um, and so I want it to really be a project that encompasses all my talents. And so there'll be a, a book, it'll be like a soundtrack that goes with it. And hopefully um, what I want is like a, a maybe like a movie short that encompasses the story that is told through those poems. So it, it's a whole, whole big deal, but definitely something for later on.
1: Very cool. Looking forward to it, friend. <laughs> right now, let's talk singles, okay? Now, first, please give our Verse TV family a sip of all the tea. On "Make a Move" and the "Make a Move" remix. Now, what are you communicating with that song? From where did the song concept come? And what's your favorite lyric in the song?
0: So, "Make a Move," "Make a Move" is my baby. Um, yes, bro. I remember hearing the beat, and I automatic, I heard Timbaland, I heard. Missy, I heard Aliyah and I said, this is the first single for my EP. Um, the song really came from, it's actually motivation for myself. Um, I've been doing the music thing low-key for a long time in the sense of like, I've had previous projects that, you know, might not have done anything just because it's been, it was like a passion project for myself, or it's something I just shared with like my friends, um, or I would just write just for the joy of wanting to write music. And make a move, and writing and make a move, and then hearing the beat, it was like, this is the song that's going to start you off, and if you're going to do this, you have to do this right. Um, the rollout has to be right, the look has to be right, the sound has to be right, the people that you work with has to be right. Um, because this is the origin of what it is that you're going to do for the rest of your life. Um, and so that's what make a move came from. I I literally like stared myself in the mirror, and be like, you're going to do this. And if you're going to do it, then you have to make that move. And I think a lot of people, while it does have like undertones and in, in, in connections to a relationship, it's, it's really a motivational speech to myself. Um, My favorite line in the song is actually the chorus. Um, Like make a move, just walk up to me, come whisper in my ear. It's really like me telling like, this is what you want. Like you have to, you have to put the motion in. You have to, you have to plant the, that seed um, of success in your own brain. You can't rely on anyone else to do that. Um, and so, I literally, when there's, when there's days when I'm, I'm out of it, I, I'm not in the Dom Plus mindset, or I have writer's block or something like that. Like that song always pops up in my head, um, and sometimes it's annoying because you know that that's your first song. Um, you, you hear it so much. But now it's like, it's definitely turned into like this thing where it pushes. Um, the video was directed by Chad Bailey um, from Pink Gorilla Entertainment. Um, that was amazing, because it was my very first music video. Um, there's something about work,
1: Pink Gorilla. say
0: that again. No, I just said, shout out Pink Gorilla and Chad Bailey. Yes, most definitely. Um, they're amazing. Uh, just to work with people who, I can, I trust enough to tell you like, hey, this is my vision, here's my song, this is what I felt. And, you know, to be able to execute it so flawlessly. Um, and, even, and even in that process, like it, it, people, people don't know that it's actually hard to collaborate, right? Um, it's hard to trust someone with your vision. And then even to receive it back and be like, no, that's not what I want. Like you have to be in a certain headspace to do that. And so with Chad, it was just easy to have that conversation like, and I don't know if I like that. And he would just go to the drawing board and he'd be like, gotcha. Um, and everything he would come up with would just be 10 times better than what it is he came up with before. Uh, so shooting that video was definitely an experience. I had my friends around me shooting the video. Um, there was a behind, I had a behind the scenes uh, show come out uh, where you got to see everything. Uh, it was just a really, really great time. Um, and then, of course, the remix, which um, Like I said, there's something about collaborating with other creatives. I mean, it creates these organic relationships that are, they're not based on wanting anything. It's just based on the fact that you create. (laughs) And so uh, I got to work with an amazing rapper, his name is Mar uh, here in DC. And so like, he literally, it's so funny. I wasn't even thinking of a remix. I was like, oh great, make a move's out, the video's out. I'm excited, let's get this this going. And um, he hit me up, he was like, hey, um, I really, really like your song. I've been seeing your stuff. Um, he actually told me that he's going to be on the ring. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, someone wants to work with me. I'm excited. But um, it was a match made in heaven. I I joke around with him all the time and tell him like, you are my Missy Elliott to my Aliyah. Like you, like we sit even outside of music. We just sit and we laugh all day long. And that's my guy. I like. When I when we both make it, like I can't wait to tell those stories. Like he forced me to get on my song, (laughs) and the people loved it. That was the thing. So let's make a move. Like it's definitely it's my baby, and I hope when people think about like when I started, they just go back to that video and go back to that song.
1: I love it. That is that's what it's all about, my friend. Absolutely. Hey, networking networking you know communicating and you were open to receive he was open to give and you all collaborate and made magic together how's that okay amazing right <laughs> absolutely oh right now so i i did mention this and you mentioned a little bit about the mm creation process of the video and you know you you kind of answered this but I I will still say it and if you have a little piece to add feel free to add it okay so Aaron Mack me loves when Q plus artists have Q plus love interests in the music video And you've certainly done that. And that was so cool. I think it's so cool. Anyway, but you get it. I think it's so cool. Now, please give our Verse TV family a sip of all the tea. Well, you you did give the experience from the conceptualization to the post-production. So what I will ask a freestyle question, how did you feel Because not all of the time, Q plus artists will sometimes shy away from having a Q plus love interest. What Mm -hmm. made you decide to, you know what, do something different with Pink Gorilla?
0: Um, I'm all about authenticity. And if we were going to tell a story uh, that was presented in the video, I could not have done it had it not been authentic to who I was. Um, And so that was actually a conversation Chad and I had because it was like, oh, well, you know, you put a girl in the video, then it's like, it could cross over more or whatever, like people can receive it more. And I was like, I'm not making, like they already have their music. I'm making music for people like me. Like I miss being, like I was a kid and I used to have to like change the pronouns in my song when the love, because it was a girl song. Or, it was a, or a guy saw singing to a girl and I'm like, I'm not singing to this girl. So I really couldn't connect to the music. Or I watch the video mm-hmm. and I would love the music, but I watch the video and just be like, I don't see, I can't see myself in this. And so, mm-hmm. especially being an educator, you see young uh, LGBTQ uh, kids all the time, like really, really wanting that. And it's like, well, why am I not the artist that I've always wanted and that my kids wanted? So I'm very adamant about you know displaying different forms of lgbtq relationships in my videos and, and all the work i do
1: i love it and, and that's amazing and that is what it should be i'm okay suffice it to say i love it and that <laughs> be, and i i feel that the way that we get everyone ready because some people would be like oh you know we're not yet ready for that but the way you get ready is to show people that. Yep. And that's how you have to do it. And you're doing it, my friend. <laughs>
0: Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Oh, right. Now your latest amazing single is Don Star. All right. And is Aaron Matt correct that you call your music fans family
0: Don Stars? Yes, those are my babies. Um, it's so random because even before I wrote the songs, I had named them Don Stars already. Um, and it, it's, it's just crazy that, you know, you join this community of artists, um, specifically LGBTQ artists, and you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if people like you. You don't know if it's going to be weird working with other artists. You don't know if people are just going to receive you. Um, and people have just been really, really receptive uh, from other artists to even like my friends, like this is I would say this is one of the first times that I've had like full visible, visible support from like my friends who may or may not, you know, connect with my music. Cause I have like friends who are straight, I have friends who are gay, I have friends of all walks of life. Um, and even though they may not connect with my music or they may be aged out of my music, they still support in the ways that you know they feel that they can support. And so to have people like that, um it's amazing, even you know it might be a small little army right now, but I imagine that my dawn stars are gonna grow, and we're gonna, you know, they're gonna be like the barbs one day.
1: <laughs> yes, dawn dawn star barbs. So, <laughs> I just made something up, but uh, what? what? Uh, yes, dawn dawn stars. How about that?
0: How about there that? you go.
1: Yes, dawn <laughs> stars. Okay, so please give our Verse TV family another sip of all the tea on Dawnstar, the song. Now, what are you communicating with this song? Even where did the concept for this song come? And what's your favorite lyric in this song? And I- I'll tell
0: you some of mine after that. <laughs> Um. So I've been kind of on this journey of like, figuring out who I am. Um, I would say 2015 was kind of rough for me in a sense of like, just different things with health, with family, moving. It was just like a lot. So I spent the last four or five years really reconfiguring myself, Um, thinking about what it is that I want, planning to get those things, putting in the work to get those things. and of course, having struggles and, and and triumphs in in that journey, and I had bought the beat for for Dawnstar. I would say it was during the pandemic, um, and it oddly enough, at that point, I thought I had enough time sitting with myself to where I had figured out my my stuff, <laughs> um, and because I had figured it out and I, I knew how to maneuver situations now, I know the things that trigger me, I know when I need to take a break from things, um, I felt I was ready for love. Um, and so in my head, I was like, well, if I think I'm ready, why do I think I'm ready for love? And it's like, because you know I think this about myself and I do this for myself and this is what I want to give to somebody and this is what I have to offer and this is the environment I wanna create for me and a partner and a family. Um, and so that's where the song started coming from. Um, it, it's actually it's really really multi-layered in the sense of like, yes, it's me expressing what I want, but it's also expressing um, what I would like to do for somebody, and also expressing like what it means to be a don star. What does it mean to support me and and be a fan? Um, and so that's that's where the song came from. I when I heard the beat, I really thought of. Uh, Amarie's Why Don't uh, do We Fall In Love. I automatically thought of like a summer love song. Like no one has like a love song. <laughs> it's like, I want to be in love right now. No one has a love song that I can listen to to be in my feelings and walk through the park and twirl around and just be all extra and soft. Um, and so I decided to write it. <laughs> um, I'm also, if you ask my friends, you ask my family, they they will say that I am not a hugely affectionate person. Um, however, if you ask my partner, they would tell you I am otherwise. <laughs> they would tell you that I'm overly emotional and very affectionate. And so um, I kind of wanted to show other people that side. He sees it all the time. Um, I wanted to show people, you know, I'm not make a move is very like edgy and very. You know, it was nostalgic, and it was, um, you know, it was very much like a club record. You can look at a club, and you can chill and vibe to it. Dawnstar Star is full of you frolicking with your significant other, and you just look them in the face, and the song plays in your head. Like, that's what I wanted to feel. I wanted to, I wanted a song that every single picture that I looked at my partner in, that's what I felt. And that, and, and so, you know, at that time, I didn't have a partner. And so to write that song and put the song out and listen to the song, um, and then here comes, you know, <laughs> here comes someone who's ready to do all that and, and ready to receive it and ready to support and, you know, accepting of my support, you know, it was like, oh, I was ready. <laughs> and the song is proof of that. So that was Don Star. Excellent.
1: And, and do you have a particular lyric?
0: Ooh. Um <laughs> the part that talks about the coffee is like uh you bring my coffee when I wake, you keep it popping hot, um, nice and dark, like I like you. That's my favorite line. Simply because um, one I love coffee. <laughs> like I do not exist without coffee. I'm not happy without coffee. Um, if you are my significant other, you know that not to talk to me unless I <laughs> have coffee. <laughs> And so, like, that's very characteristic of who I am. Um, But also, there's something about coffee that is, um, it's welcoming. Uh, It prepares you for anything that could come in that moment. Um, But it also gives you, at least for me, it gives me this feeling of, like, okay, I'm warm inside. I can embark on anything. And that's what a partner should be able to create. Um, And that's what I want to create, like, this warmth where... You know, you feel protected, and you feel like you're ready to just take on anything. So, you got to be like my coffee, and and I I was a little, a little, uh, what's the word? Surface in this one (laughs) because I I do have a thing for men who are dark, dark like coffee.
1: (laughs) I know that's right. Uh, talk about it, Mister Mister John Blust. same boat, but (laughs) anyway. But yeah, all right. Now, I I, I want to give one of my favorite lines in it. I also love the beautiful contrast that you show on the bridge, sta- starting off explaining that you see his sign at every show and in the bridge with a beautiful soft head tone telling him that you are his biggest fan. And oh my gosh, like tell me, just saying that you said that actually almost brought a tear to my eye, but I, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> i I'm gonna hold my peace and just keep going. But but that is a beautiful line. You are a dope lyricist, Mr. Don Plus, absolutely.
0: That line, um. It's funny because I feel like that's a criteria for a partner in general and not even a sense of, you know, in the literal sense of a show, but I, there's, <clears throat> with a partner, I should feel like I could see you out in the crowd supporting me. I should be able to feel that I can stand beside you and support you and I should feel like you could also stay in the background and we both should be able to play all those roles for each other. And so th- those lines are really like showing that there're just there's many roles you got to play in a relationship. And um sometimes I sometimes I'm the star. Okay? And you know, I need you to hold me down. But, you know, when you need to when you're the star and you're the focus, just know that I'm, you know, I'm I'm the spotlight. I got you. The spotlight is on you.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. And speaking <laughs> of that, oh, okay, I'm going to go off a little bit. I also love the line where you talk about how when you're scared, he'll bring the sword, and Mm -hmm. he's scared, you'll bring the sword.
0: Uh, Very intentional, very intentional. Because I feel like a lot of times we, and just like my music videos, I want them to mirror the realities of what it needs to be in a queer relationship. And the thing is, a lot of times people view our relationships as heteronormative relationships, and that's not what they are um and so like that line really highlights that like there's no one person that's sitting, you're not just the protector or you're not just the provider like we we step in when we need to step in and that's just you know and maybe you know heteronormative relationships should take a lesson from that like hey there's no there's no there's, there's not one person who is winning i think that's ultimately the 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 message of Don Star there's no winner there's no one who is the star we are the stars for each other and we are the stars together. And, and, and that's really the ultimate message of the song.
1: Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, s- see, y- you don't get me crying tonight, so I'm. <laughs> okay. Yes. So <laughs> Any info on the timeline and storyboard for Don Star the video that you can share with us?
0: Today. You know, I'm not going to give you too much about the video. <laughs> you got to keep yeah, something a secret. Um, but I will say that Chad is directing the video again. So definitely some hands um, with Pink Gorilla. Um, a lot of the, the looks and stuff are definitely going to be custom made by LGBTQ brands. So definitely going to highlight them and showcase them. Like I really wanted this video to be a level up from Make a Move. Um, I wanted to incorporate as many LGBTQ uh, creatives as possible, um, especially knowing, like, hey, people are paying attention. People are like, oh, I, I like what Donald is giving. Why not bring other people into the circle and, you know, everyone, you know, move on up. So um, including as many LGBTQ uh, creatives as possible. And um, I'm excited for it. I, what? I'm shooting it in two weeks. So... Yeah. i'll be taking a trip to new york soon and you guys will get it through uh oh,
1: oh wait i i'm i'm sorry i didn't i yeah, i heard the part about something about new york and then something about soon.
0: yeah so i'm actually in two weeks i'm going up to new york to shoot the video with chad and so you guys will get it shortly after that
1: all right that's one of the benefits of the east coast see yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I used to live in the well most recently Baltimore, but technically between DC and Baltimore, Mm -hmm. but I just moved to the Cleveland area. So, but yeah. It's so convenient
0: to get to New York. Huh? It's so convenient to get to New York from here. So
1: convenient. Oh, you just hop on a bus and anyway. All right. So, Who pro- uh, okay? So you did mention that you got the beat because part of me was like, I bet that he plays his own
0: everything, and maybe you do. I wish. <laughs> oh, okay. So I mean, without I, oh, god, sorry, get ahead of myself.
1: <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I was just gonna say, who produces your beats and instrumentation?
0: So um, I do like a really extensive YouTube deep dive. it takes hours and hours and hours um in the sense of like so heads up the project's done so yeah i'll forget that soon but to sit and (laughs) to sit to find the beat for the project it was literally like days of just sitting and listening to beats and i typically can know if i'm going to be able to write on a song in 15 seconds of the beat point um, and so it, it just took a, a lot of, of research in that respect, as far as like, um, producing the records and, you know, mixing and mastering and all that stuff, uh, the, uh, Pierre Marquis, he's an artist here in DC, he's a producer, he's a writer, he's a video, like he, anything media Pierre can do. Um, so he definitely lent his hand in like the vocal production of the, uh, project, um, Christopher Jackson, he who's out in South Carolina, another music friend of mine. He helped do a lot of the uh, recording and producing on "Make a Move." Um, So yeah, I'm always. uh, This project was more so like finding sounds that already exist to try to showcase my talents. This next project, I really, you know, after this EP is done, I really want everything to be really custom um, and work with some dope producers to really you know take it to the next level on the sound but i'm really excited for the for the the beat the music everything that's about to come out um you guys are really going to like it
1: looking forward to it and actually that's a great segue to this next question here when can we expect the release of this
0: album ep huh, everyone keeps asking that question and i always get in trouble <laughs> because i'll say something and then it, i'll say this I've claimed that this project was going to be out back in March. <laughs> that was the claim. Uh, but I always want to make sure things are done right. I want to make sure that the rollout's right. You um, can expect it end of June, early July. Um, you know, I just want everything to just be perfect. i as close to perfect as it can get because, you know, this is my first project. This is my introduction to the world of, like, fully who I am as an artist. So I just want to make sure, you know, people are getting what they, what they want.
1: Wonderful. All right. So what is the hardest part about creative artistic pursuits in the music business? And what is the most enjoyable part?
0: The hardest part would have to be that Writer's block is real. <laughs> um, my creativity is not scheduled. It's very much like when it happens. And that can be annoying in the sense of like, you know, I'm, I do still have like a nine to five. I still, you know, also have a business of my own. And so like, I tend to interrupt those things um, to like, if a, a line comes to my head or if I remember, oh, I didn't save that beat or I have to send that beat to somebody, like those things have to happen throughout the day, uh, just simply because I'm not able, like I'm an independent artist. I'm not able to, you know, just solely work on music. So that can be frustrating. Um, I wish I had like a creative switch where it's just like writing on and I can just sit for five hours and write. Um, but that's not the case. And also, uh, a problem is, is that my creativity, like I said, doesn't just stick to music. And so while right now I'm pushing music and that's where I'm forcing my energy to go, you know, like yesterday, the whole plot for the pilot of a show that I want to write just popped in my head and I had to hurry up and figure out like where to write it down. Um, So the extremes of writer's block and then random creativity (laughs) tends to cause an issue. But the thing that I enjoy the most is, um, it's free therapy for me. for the longest I have stifled and hidden and you know, did not claim being an artist or a singer or a writer. I didn't claim those titles. And in the midst of what have, might've been going on in my life in general, it added to just like, make me depressed. Just the idea of the, I'm not doing what I love to do. Um, and so now that I'm in a space where I do that freely, even even in the realm of teaching, like I'm able to, to bring in, I don't know, a Nas album and have kids be like, oh, I didn't know, one, I didn't know who Nas was, <laughs> but two, I didn't know I could look at Nas or listen to some Nas or some Kidron Lamar or whatever and then read, I don't know, The Bluest Eye and then have a conversation about it. I didn't know that, m- many of the kids don't know that the artists they listen to, that their, their words and what they say have value and they tell stories. And so, you know, I live, authentically as a black gay creative and i do that in every aspect of my life and so you know i enjoy that freedom
1: absolutely oh great now what is the most important thing to remember when creating quality music and why is it the most important thing
0: who, so there's two things, they're, they're like tied for most important, trust your gut, take your time. Um, creativity is such a personal thing. It's such a personal thing. And we, yes, we crave feedback, um, but you have to be very, you have to be particular about where that feedback comes from and you have to cherish and 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 stay close to, to that thing you call your gut. Um, Cause a lot of times you're right. <laughs> Um, and I had to learn that the hard way, like even, even with the like I made some mistakes in the re- release of make a move and it was kind of like, I should have trusted my gut with this. And I did. not I, I got advice from someone. And that's the thing, advice is advice. You don't have to use it. Um, but taking advice from someone and then being like, oh, I'm going to change up my plan and then to see things not go the way I want to more, having to revamp the plan. Um, just trust your gut. And then when it comes to time, your time is your time. Um, I struggled with that for a long, for a minute where it was just like, oh, I hate that I went to college and didn't focus on music and I didn't pursue singing after, you know, after being like five or six years old or I didn't, like I was so in my bag about not having the expertise time that all my friends had when it came to working with music. Um, But sitting now, it's like, if I had all that expertise time, would I be sitting where I am today? Because um, a lot of those friends, while they do work on music and they do different things in music, the you know showcasing themselves as an artist is something that's a struggle for them. Um, and maybe that's because like you have the technicalities and it's stuck in your head and, and it makes you nervous. Whereas you know, it's my time now. I've, i I might not have I might not have had the time that other people had. Um, But I've put in the work and energy in different ways. And to be in this space now, is like, this makes sense. Um, So never feel like you should have started earlier or that you're too late or whatever like that. Like your time is your time.
1: I love it. Absolutely. All right. Now, a more general question. Mm-hmm. What is the best advice that you have ever received?
0: Best advice I've ever received. It's so funny because it actually came from um, Tia Carter from uh, Paint Gorilla. Okay. Um, it it was just one day I was. Sometimes you like you sit, and you see other artists put out music, and you see them you put out their videos, and you might see them on this chart or that countdown. Um, and while you're working, it can be very discouraging. Um, and it was one day I was just really just like over it. Like, I'm it's like, Oh, I see people putting out music and videos and I'm not getting like the same love, blah, 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 blah. And Tia was like, you're building, <laughs> you are building. And that stays in my head all the time. Um, some people just put stuff out. Some people are in a different part of the journey than I am. They're not building anymore. Um, what I'm building is not something that I can just throw out and her telling me that really put a, a deeper appreciation for my craft, a deeper appreciation and respect for what it is that I put out. Um, because ultimately, you know, those feelings are normal and it, it's very, you no know, rational to have those feelings, but if you're if you want something that's gonna last, if you want a legacy, if you want something that people are gonna see beyond, you know, where you are now, you have to you have to build first. You have to have that solid foundation. So that's what make a move was. That's what Don Star is. Um, it's that foundation. So that I think that's the best advice was like you're you're building and continue to build because you're not building for something mediocre. You're building for something big. Right on to you,
1: Carter. There it is. All oh, right. Now, what is the main thing that you want our Verse TV audience to learn about Don Plus
0: today? Huh. Don Plus is a multifaceted, multi hyphenated, very personable. I feel like there's some people <laughs> I get I hear a lot that people ask about me like oh how is Don like what is he like because um, I really only post a lot about my music um, so you know just, I'm a very laid back easy guy you know Find, give me some good music pour me a drink and, and we're good um, I want people to know that, I, I, that I'm serious about this like I'm This isn't a temporary thing. This isn't something that I stumbled across. This is my legacy and impact for my name um, and for my family. I feel like music has such a power that we don't necessarily acknowledge all the time. And um, I think, you know, my journey as an educator, my journey, you know, moving in different places and engaging with different people um has prepared me to take, take lessons that I've learned through life and school and from people and to put it in music and to share that. I think, you know, there's something, there's a difference from being a, oh, I'm a singer. Um, there are plenty of singers. Um, I'm a rapper. There's plenty of rappers. But are you saying something? Are you impacting? Are you leaving something behind that people are going to gravitate to in you know, years later still feel like you gave them something to to hope for. And that's what my music is and that's what I want people to know about.
1: Nice. And that actually, you might say that again once we get into the part two <laughs> question, but just nice. Oh, right. And what's next for Don Plus?
0: What's next for Don Plus? Um, Got the video coming soon for Star. We have the EP coming soon. Not gonna give you too much about that. Um, my next thing is I really, um, hopefully I get you know, to do a Pride this year. I'm actually waiting to hear back from Seattle Pride. So hopefully that's a thing. Um, my next thing is really like writing and producing uh, my own show. Uh, that's what I'm really excited about um of course still sticking to music incorporating music in different ways but definitely uh, you know stepping outside of just writing songs and showing people you know hey you know i can i can throw a tv show or a movie together for you (laughs) so that's i think that's what's next for next quarter um toward the end of the year i i that i need to take a break i've been working a lot this year (laughs) so the ending part of the year i definitely want to spend some time with family definitely want to might get a getaway with the with the booth thing. Um, but yeah, more music, a show, and, and some break time.
1: Nice. Very cool. And nice vacation. <laughs> vacation. But yes, very cool. Now, I heard this question asked on a show on the All Black app mm-hmm. and... I was like, you know what, that would be a good question to start incorporating in the interviews. So Mm -hmm. I will ask. And it can sound like, what? But (laughs) I mean it in the best way possible.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Who do you think you are?
0: That's a good question. I got an answer for you. (laughs) I think that I am, (laughs) it's funny, because I keep bringing him up in this interview. My partner has the answer for this. He always says that I am an international R&B superstar. And I own and believe all of that. (laughs) That's who I think I am. Um, So yeah, I I am the artist that I did not have growing up. And I'm the artist that all the little gay, LGBTQ, girls and boys, non-binary, conforming folks want and need. because that's all I want to be. I want to be the artist that I never expect to have.
1: Nice. And you you mentioned um, in the previous question, uh, Seattle Pride. Did you say Seattle Pride?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I'm still waiting to hear back from them, but that is the hope is uh, that I'll be hopefully performing at Seattle Pride, So we'll see what happens. Very cool.
1: And I'm sorry, what made me go back to that was when you mentioned international, and very true, very true, you know, especially with the distribution that, and I'm not going to go too much on a tangent, but (laughs) that we have as artistic creatives now, you know, you don't have to go through major label studios and stuff like that to get that international audience. So yes, truly (laughs) you are, absolutely. Thank
0: you, thank you, thank you.
1: Absolutely. Now we are up, you see the little live in in the top? We are live. So now we are up to part two of the interview questions. And the first part is if you had all of the money, power necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community?
0: Oh, that's really easy. I would fund all the houses as if they were nonprofit organizations. That's what I would do. I would get them registered as nonprofits. Um And I would, I would invest my money in those nonprofits.
1: Wow. Okay. So when you say the houses, at first I was like, oh, are you talking about physical domiciles? (laughs) No, you're talking about like the house of LaBeija or the house of Ebony, you know, or the house of anything. That is a great idea. I love
0: it. I mean, because I feel like they... Houses provide so much for our community um, and support for people who have nowhere else to go. Uh, they create these families that, you know, you know, I was fortunate to have a family that, you know, was nurturing and loving and, you know, granted I came out later on in my life to my family. Um, they've always known that I was different and they've always been like, you know, supportive and protective of me uh, because I've been different to them at that point. Um, and I feel like what houses do is that people who may not have had that they provide that to them and that takes resources that takes money for food that takes money for housing that takes, you know yeah, they have like the ballroom scene and they win competitions and stuff like that but, it, you know, it takes a lot to prepare for. It. and they all, and they also do a lot for the community outside of that um, they hold toy drives they, you know, clothing drives they do different things for the community all the time and I think I, what I love is the mainstream attention that houses are getting right now. What I would love to see is like houses be be funded in a way that they can really make the impact that they historically have been able to do. And so, you know, if I, if I had the money, I would, I would register every single one of them and, uh, and, and make sure that they are the organizations that I'm, I'm supporting. Wow,
1: that is such a good idea. And, you know, I was going to make a topic about to whom do you donate money and stuff like that and that would be so great because yes you could not only pick your favorite house but you could just donate to any house because they all serve that good purpose oh okay Okay. yep yep so question number two and it starts off with a quote And it is, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. Now that's a quote by Thomas Merton. And the actual question is what is your goal in life and what do you think is keeping you from achieving that goal
0: so my goal in life is to it sounds corny (laughs) i remember uh being a kid and my grandfather who has been a preacher a teacher uh he's been over the district uh, for education like he's done a billion things but one thing that's never failed and the, the many years that i've been alive and, you know been with them is every time we go somewhere someone stops him and tells him what what he's done for them what impact they had on their life um and it could be the smallest thing um but the thing that struck a chord with me is the fact that these people now have kids who will later have kids and they will take that nugget not knowing it came from my grandfather um and it will be a part of life forever, um, and so when I saw that, it, it led me to education, um, and I've been able to have almost a similar impact in education. But to to take that, the 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 just the, the lessons that you can learn from life, and to be able to make that tangible and impactful for not a hundred kids or. I guess, like in the years I've been a teacher, thousands of kids, but I can do that for millions of people, who don't have, who don't have a song to sing along to, who don't, um, who may not have, connect with a mainstream artist because they don't see themselves in it. Um, for someone who may who may be straight and never seen a gay artist do it the way that I do, it. and it's like, man, like. He's, he's better than some of the artists that are out here or, or comfortable with some of these artists out here. Um, that, that's why I do what I do. Like, I want people to feel the safety that creative music has done for me. Um, and the safety that it's created, like, it created the space for me to be 100% authentically me. And so like, I want my music to promote that and I want my music to, to bring that kind of joy to people.
1: Nice. And you're absolutely right. Education does, or music and education can have that lasting effect on people, that it will touch people for generations to come. Absolutely. Great job. All right. Now, next question. People love to make a big deal uh, about this one. So I'm going to try to hype it up a little (laughs) All right. What is your deepest tea? I oh. Something that you've never shared on media before, but something okay. you're willing to share, of course.
0: Uh, it's kind of embarrassing, <laughs> but I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> um, I'm definitely afraid of spiders. Like, I will shut the world down. I will not move from my bed um, because of a spider. And if you want to make it worse, let it be a tiny spider. If there is a tiny spider and it's not dead, then that means that it's gone in a wall or a crack or a crevice somewhere to make more tiny spiders. <laughs> and um, I, I'm so I'm definitely afraid of them. My, I, I hope that I'm able, and I feel like, I'm going to say, I know Chad likes to do things that make me uncomfortable. Um, I'm, I would not be surprised if one day like Chad would have been like, hey, you have to have a spider in this video. <laughs> um, that would definitely freak me out. But I, I think that's a, the deepest tea that I have right now. I, I think I'm a pretty open book. Um, I'm a pretty open book once you listen to the album. So when the EP comes out, you'll know everything you want to know. <laughs> that's
1: easy. All right. And no shade about that spider thing because I am... The same way with suckers <laughs> and it, 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 any kind of bug. You, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. I, I I jokingly say I need a good strong man around the house because, and, and I know that's heteronormative, but I,
0: yeah, s- spiders. Um. Well, let me go ahead and war- I'm gonna warn you right now. I have one. And he's scared of spiders. <laughs> so you're
1: both afraid. Of, you would both be on on different walls, I guess. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Well, that that that's what love is all about. That's what love. <laughs> that's the beauty of LGBT love because our love doesn't have to follow society's expectations because there are just about none, and we can make it whatever we want it to be whatever it is for us.
0: Exactly. Even if that means that both of us are calling the Terminator instead of one of us killing it.
1: (laughs) That's right. I know that's right. One spider, it's time to call Terminix. That part. Yes, that part. (laughs) All right. So our fourth of five final questions. And the fourth one is, what are some stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up and how did you overcome?
0: Um, I definitely had, as RuPaul likes to say, a sat a tour. <laughs> um, I am super critical of my work. I am, like, I look at every little detail to a fault. Um, and sometimes I, I think the downfall that happens, like, I, sometimes I don't use it as fuel. Sometimes it kind of weighs me down um you know it being a creative it it sometimes can put you in a a, a dark space because you're always you're always comparing you're always you know both to yourself and to other people at times like oh I wish I was like doing this blah blah. um so it can it can really take you to a dark place when you're not on the, the track you think you should be on um I think the thing that takes me out of it though is doing the little steps and seeing things come together um, even though you think you're doing nothing like there are telling you just you're sitting and like oh I don't feel like I'm putting anything out but in all actuality you, you've you done the little pieces for things to come together and then you're like oh wait a minute I forgot that's done already <laughs> um, and so that I, I think that's um, one of the pitfalls of being creative but there's, like I said being able to uh, to then step out and see what you have accomplished uh, kind of remedy that at times.
1: Nice. And true. Absolutely. So number five, what are some things that you would like left in the time, in a time capsule legacy for your work?
0: For my work. Um, in a time capsule.
1: Well, for your existence, if it's more, whatever.
0: I would want the handwritten lyrics of make a move to be placed in there. Um, a lot of times I don't write or type my lyrics until after I've spit them. Cause most time everything is really like a freestyle and then i'll go back and i might make some changes make a move with a song that i sat and i wrote um that i structured that i planned like i approached it like an essay for college um and so that like to have the concept in my head and to physically see it on a sheet of paper and then to listen to it it's like oh that's amazing so i would put the written. I wouldn't even put the the a digital song. I wouldn't even put the song in there. I'll put just the written lyrics from the first time I wrote it down in the title. Nice, very cool.
1: And how much? Just curious. Um, from you mentioned from the first time you wrote it down, how much did you change from the first time you wrote it down to what is recorded,
0: <laughs> if anything? The only thing that really changed was the chorus. I think it was something dumb, like, <laughs> it was like, make a move, do your do. Or something like that. It was something, it, was, it, was, it wasn't cute. <laughs> and I was just like, this is, this sounds very kid's I need to do something <laughs> with this line. But yeah, I think that was the main change. Um, everything else was pretty much the same. Nice.
1: Well, well, that's how you, you can tell. You, you've got that mind <laughs> and you got it in the right way first. Now, thank you very much. This has been week 109, all the tea on Verse TV. This is Don Plus. Don Plus, tell everybody w- where they can find you on social media.
0: Yes, you can find me at itdon__music everywhere. You can find me on Twitter with that, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's Don underscore music. You can find me everywhere. You can stream Don Star, stream Make a Move, watch the video, put that alert on YouTube,
1: all that stuff. All right. It's Don underscore music. Now, we are turning off the live. So have a good night, everyone. And boom.